0: All right, everyone. Welcome back to Board Guy Rambles into Phone. This this week's episode is brought to you by an excessive amount of unnecessary pyrotechnics. Anyways, um, yeah, not much to talk about this week, so I'm not even going to talk about Raw or SmackDown or NXT or anything like that. Uh, I'm going to actually be recording a blog post, like I have in the past. Just so that there's an episode this week. Because uh, if I talked about anything interesting that happened on the shows, I'd be talking for like seven minutes. So, uh. I mean, obviously, watch Sasha vs. EO. It was awesome. Obviously, watch Sasha vs. Kyrie. It was great. Obviously, watch Bailey versus Asuka. It was great. The rest of the. Uh. Everything else. Whatever. Uh. So. Uh, this is going to be another recording of a previous blog post. This is uh, this I'm just doing completely on a whim. I haven't even read this post in a while. Uh, actually, gave Abel three choices of what to what for me to record, and he chose this one. This is going. This is called "The Sky's the Limit." Uh, I wrote this in. At the end of 2016, it was right after Sasha had beaten Charlotte for the championship the third time. But before she lost it back in the Iron Woman match at Roadblock. Uh, so it's related to their their entire feud and whatnot. Uh, again, I wrote this in 2016. I don't even remember half of the content in this post. uh, uh to be honest, and some of the views that I have in this post, I pr- might not have anymore, uh, my, my opinion may be different now of certain people, I don't, if, I don't know, so if uh, you've heard other things more recently uh, that, I'm just saying, this is from four years ago, so if, if if it contradicts my opinion of people now, that's why, so I'm going to Uh, save this recording as an intro, and then I will, uh, then I'll start. The sky is the limit. Last night I watched WWE Raw, as I do every Monday night. Well, I recorded and fast-forwarded through the crap, which I recommend that all sane people do who like wrestling. Anyways, uh, the main event ended with one of my favorite wrestlers, Sasha Banks, winning the WWE Women's Championship from someone I try very hard not to completely despise, Charlotte. And in this moment where, as a rabid fan of their favorite wrestlers as I am of Sasha, among others, would normally feel jubilation, I did not. I felt indifference. Apathy. I simply didn't care. I wanted so much to be happy. I should have been. So why wasn't I? WWE's incompetence, or should I say WWE Raw's writing and decision-making in the past four months have been infuriating. It's been so terrible that when I saw that Sasha was getting yet another match for the for the women's championship, I assumed it was just to get her rematch out of the way and that she would lose. Perhaps Nia Jax would interfere and Sasha would move on to face her, while Charlotte moved on to face Bailey, or or that despite uh, or that despite it making no sense, Ric Flair would show up since it was in Charlotte and he'd help Charlotte retain. It would make absolutely no sense for Rick to help his daughter after she told him that she wished he was dead, so that's exactly why it would happen. And Sasha winning would only make previous decisions even more stupid. So when it came to came to be match time, I barely even paid attention. Uh, I watched uh, an episode of the Marker Mark Remark for Survivor Series instead. Uh, I glanced up every now and then, but... For the most part, I just assumed one of my uh, my expected outcomes would play out. Then I heard a bell and looked up and uh, saw that she'd done it. Sasha had won. Again. My first thought was what I'm sure most people's first thought was, because WWE has now trained me to expect that this title reign to not last more than three weeks. And that that is why I don't care. I'm going to go back a while and talk about how we got here about how Sasha Banks became one of my favorite wrestlers, and how WWE poss- uh, could possibly make me not care about her winning the title. See, since CM Punk left in 2014, I haven't had a de facto favorite wrestler. Not since Punk have I been able to pick one person within WWE that I love above anyone else. CM Punk was above all for me uh, until he left, but since then I, it's been something more like favorite wrestler by committee. I haven't been able to pinpoint my favorite since then. I tried to pin it down on Dean Ambrose shortly after, but then there was Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, Cesaro, and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Then I tried to pin it down on Finn Balor, but then there was the aforementioned plus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Neville, and Samoa Joe. Now I've tried to pin it down on Kevin Owens, but there's the aforementioned and AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, The Revival, DIY, and American Alpha. There isn't even inclu- uh, that is this isn't even including the numerous people in Lucha Underground that I love. But in two thousand thirteen and two thousand fourteen, something started in WWE something that hadn't in a aw- hadn't in a while. Uh, when I turned on NXT, I saw hope for WWE's women's division, something that hasn't existed for ages, a division that had basically died uh, sometime in two thousand ten. Probably when WWE released Mickie James and the Divas Championship became the sole title belt for women in, in September 2010. Yes, instead of the women's title that was held by Lita and Trish and Victoria and Mickie, among others, we got the, the god-awful butterfly belt that was held by the likes of Kelly Kelly and Maurice and Alicia Fox, etc. It wasn't until AJ Lee held the belt for almost a year that the belt had any kind of positive memories to go along with it. Uh, even, uh, even that WWE uh, has tried very hard to ruin uh, because of their own petty bullshit, because AJ left the company and they, they felt required to have someone else break, break her title reign uh, in one of the worst championship reigns in recent WWE history, it will go down as a petty stunt. Pulled by WWE done to tarnish the legacy of one of the best women's wrestlers of the company has seen this side of Nikki James nothing more nothing less. Uh, uh, even Bella Bella fans will admit that they they may fight you on this but deep down they know that. Uh, hey, I'm not saying that given the right circumstances that Nikki Bella wouldn't uh, uh, shouldn't win the title and shouldn't be able to have those accomplishments. She should she should be able to when it's earned. Or, more so, when it wasn't WWE clearly trying to be petty. Uh, it's well known that, uh, anyways, uh, let's see, uh, trust me, WWE does some bogus things and they've done it with my favorite wrestlers all the time. Uh, one of the most recent things involves the feud between Sasha and Charlotte. Uh, but let's get back to how it got to this point uh, WWE's women's division, or as they, uh, so disrespectfully called it, the Divas division, had become filler. Well, it had been filler for most of my time as a wrestling fan, to be, to be honest. Sure, Trish and Lita was a great feud, but what happened over the course of, that happened over the course of years. Trish and Victoria had a good feud in 2002, Trish and Mickey had a great feud in 2006, but besides that, I don't have many real memories of women's wrestling from back then. I have plenty of memories from wrestling, but not many involved uh, involving women. That wasn't something objectifying. Uh, I remember Trish versus Victoria vs. Jazz from WrestleMania 19 and Trish versus Mickey from WrestleMania 26 as being very good matches. Other than that, I remember some moments in... Ma- uh, and matches that happened, but none because of how good they were or how great the stories were. I mean, I remember Trish and Lita main-evented Raw, but I also remember it was uh, the match that Lita almost killed herself. Uh, I remember a cage match between Victoria and I think it was Lita. That's about it. But I was recently re- reminded that Lita's retirement match ended with the crowd slut-shaming her and Crime Time throwing her panties into the crowd. So even then, I can't even say women's wrestling was well-respected. It, uh, it might have been above bathroom break filler back when I started watching, but it wasn't that far above it. Uh, it wasn't until I watched NXT, watched NXT that I saw it. The main roster boasted AJ Lee, and... Well, that was basically it. Uh, but I looked at NXT and saw Paige for the first time, I'd been hearing about Paige for a few months before this, but this had been the first I'd seen her, and she was great. I instantly liked her almost as much as AJ. Uh, now, now we know what happened with Paige and how her main roster career had practically be, had practically been a, trage- a tragedy. But most of that's not for this post. Uh, I've covered that plenty. Uh, but I saw her and watched her feud with Emma come to a head at NXT, NXT arrival, and it was incredible. I longed for an AJ Lee vs Page feud that I would end up getting and subsequently be disappointed by because the main roster doesn't know what they're doing. Instead of concentrating on women capable of putting on high quality matches, they decided to give them 5 minutes while they concentrated their efforts on having other women have trashy reality TV Jerry Springer segments that were destined to fail. That being said, I was right there with this feud. I found myself uh, watching wrestling for AJ Lee and Paige as much as I was uh, watching for D- Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, The Wyatts, Daniel Bryan, etc. And I saw Hope and other women in- on NXT. I was drawn to this version of NXT from a wrestling podcast I listen to on YouTube called TwitWow. I've been listening to many different uh, reviewers over the years, and TwitWow is one of the few that I have that I haven't subsequently quit listening to altogether, or only listened to a select number of videos since then. Uh, the only, uh, I'm just gonna ignore the, like, the rest of this, just a bunch of people that I don't listen to now whatsoever, outside of Twitwell. Uh, so, anyways, uh, in fact, John from Twitwell, in a way, inspired this post as listening to his markout for Johnny Munda winning the Lucha Underground Championship made me wonder who is the one person I would mark out for like that. Uh, at one point, it was RVD, then it was Randy Orton, then it was CM Punk, and at this point, uh, uh, and as this post will show, now it's Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Bailey. Anyways, I think I listened to a random NXT review by Twi- well sometime in December or November 2013. I may have watched an episode of NXT for the first time on Hulu right before this, or the review got me to watch it. I don't remember. I recall specifically them uh, talking about the women calling them the NXT 4 or NXT 6. I think it was 4. doesn't matter because I believe, I believe they were talking about Paige, Emma, Summer Rae, and probably Sasha Banks. Uh, if it was six, it uh, it included Bailey and I guess Charlotte too, because I can't think of a different sixth person. And they talked about at least five of them positively. Charlotte not as much. I remember them talking about Charlotte being very much a work in progress. She's still very much a work in progress. Uh, around the the time arrival happened, but that that's also the direction NXT was going. Charlotte as the next women's champ because Paige was being brought up. Uh, so in May, at the first takeover, I was not surprised to see Charlotte win the women's title against Natalya. The The match was incredible. It's the only good match Charlotte's ever had. That's not because of someone else. Uh, so while I wouldn't say I became a, a fan of Charlotte, I knew she was capable of good matches at the time. Uh, the problem is, is that uh, that is still her best match. That being said, the women's division on NXT was always worth watching. They weren't treated as piss breaks, and the matches were were rarely less than good. I'm not sure I'd chosen a favorite of the women on the roster yet. I liked Bayley a lot, but her mic skills at the time needed work. Uh, no, they didn't. Uh, I was indifferent about Sasha at the time. Uh, Paige and Emma had gone up. Uh, I liked Becky Lynch the moment she showed up, even though they did the stupid dancing gimmick thing. Uh, it wasn't until Sasha had her match with Charlotte to take over our Revolution that I became a fan of hers. Uh, I had no issue with her character or anything beforehand, but uh, I think what i found is that for me to become a fan of someone I need to see in an extended match of theirs that gets time so I can see what they can do. And Sasha hadn't, uh, had that yet from the time I started with NXT up until that point at our Revolution. so I, uh, until then I didn't really have the opportunity to become a fan either. Uh, by the time Sasha won the title at TakeOver Rival, I loved Sasha and Becky and very much liked Bailey. Charlotte, I respected but wasn't a huge fan of. Sasha was such a great heel and when she won the NXT Women's title, I, I cried. I'd become such a, a fan of these three plus AJ and Paige that I felt that uh, there really was a movement here. That between them, WWE would be forced to finally treat this division with the respect it deserved. Uh, that they'd treat the division as well as it always should have been. And with each week, and even more so each live show, it seemed like they literally had no other choice. Uh, TakeOver Rival was truly the beginning. Charlotte and Natalia may have uh, been the spark that lit the flame, but this match started the raging fire that couldn't and wouldn't be quelled. Uh, because after this, uh, was TakeOver Unstoppable, which showed Sasha and Becky having one of the best matches of the year. Uh, everyone praises later, later TakeOver matches in this year, and rightly so, uh, but this one gets overlooked and it shouldn't be. Sasha continued to be an incredible heel, and the crowd got behind Becky from the get-go. And by the time the match was over, uh, Becky might have lost, but the fans were singing her theme song. She'd uh, she'd become a star, and I cried again. While while I was frequently frustrated by the terrible booking and pettiness of the main roster's treatment of women, I saw this movement happening, and I knew it wouldn't be stopped. Uh, And once Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte had uh, been brought up to the main roster, the crowd made it clear that they would not accept the current booking of the main roster's women to be applied to these three. WWE tried really hard to ruin it as much as they could, calling it the Divas Revolution and acting like they had started to care, but really had just, uh, turned it into the same old shit just now there were three teams of three women and not just the champ, the champ, Paige, and Naomi. Uh, it was awful for months because they had to stall for time and BS their way through it so the champ could uh still break the old record because who cares about making progress when you have to try to tarnish someone else's legacy from your saltiness because she retired. Uh yeah. Uh meanwhile Sasha was still the NXT women's champion and Bayley was still an NXT and and on the rise. Uh she may not uh she may not have had the uh great mic skills which we she did we just clearly she was playing a character uh uh but she was a fan favorite and while it was pretty clear that she would win the title at takeover brooklyn from sasha the match was absolutely amazing it was the highlight of the weekend it was the match of the year the crowd reaction bailey got for winning the title was louder than any i'd ever heard a woman get in wwe uh, this plus the curtain call, I cried after four takeover matches this year. I've rewatched this match many, many times since. And after this, there is no way in hell that fans would accept anything less than uh, this from WWE going forward, no matter how hard WWE fought it. Asuka had also come into the company at this point, and she's uh, been great ever since. Asuka is on a whole new level. She's above everyone. You're fighting Asuka, you say? Well, prepare to die. Uh, Emma had gone down to NXT and in the course of a year turned heel and become one of the best women WWE has as well. Uh without really getting any credit for it. Uh Paige was still great, but WWE was hell bent on screwing her over at every turn. Uh it's hard to blame uh it's hard to blame her for not really giving a damn about them this year. Uh uh the Iconics and Ember Moon have come into the company too since then and they've been pretty great. Uh, Charlotte won the Divas title from Nikki, and I was happy for her, I guess. Uh, Still no one was surprised, she was Ric Flair's daughter, of course they gave it to her. Uh, Sasha and Becky had been wrestling circles around her uh, all year and slaughtered her on the microphone, but it's it's WWE, and WWE gives the title to whomever is related to a legend whenever they can. Uh, Nepotism runs strong here. Uh, it, it doesn't matter that the crowd's been chanting "We want Sasha" over and over, and that Becky is clearly superior as well. It's the one related to Rick, despite uh, her lacking the same level of talent. Meanwhile, Sasha and Bailey had an Iron Woman match, main event, a takeover special, and another one, another match of the year candidate. Uh, then Paige finally turned heel. Awesome, I thought. Uh, we're we're going to finally get this going. Nope, she lost immediately to Natalia of all people. Uh, Paige went from losing to the Bellas because the Bellas were heels and there were always two of them, so she can't do anything to stop them because heels and numbers. Uh, then she turned heel and then she couldn't beat Charlotte just because Charlotte became the superface trope and heels always lose. Uh, then Charlotte turned heel and had Rick in her corner, so Paige again lost because now there were heels and numbers. Uh, so the feud was a complete bust. Uh, but at least Charlotte was healed because her as a face just doesn't work. Uh, and now they started to push Becky against her. And Becky got herself over because she was she was lost in WWE's desire to push all Charlotte everything and the fans' desire to have Sasha pushed to the moon. Uh, Becky was cut in the middle and deserved far better, so she got herself over. Uh, by the time she faced Charlotte at the Rumble, the entire crowd was behind her. They were so... Uh, behind her that by the time Wrestlemania came around, I wasn't sure if I wanted Sasha or Becky to win, uh, when only one could. Wrestlemania showed that WWE got the message. They had finally gotten the message, to, message that we weren't going to settle for them treating them as piss breaks. Uh, by this point, Sasha, Becky, and Bayley have all become favorite wrestlers of mine. As well, uh, as well as, Oscar, uh, Asuka, Emma, and Paige. Well, I can't really pin one person down as my favorite wrestler still because there are just so many good ones, and even between the three of them, I have a, had a hard time picking between them. Uh, well, Sasha was at the top, and Becky and Bailey always flip flopped. I put Sasha and Paige as a tie because Paige was has always been better than the main roster has let her be. Uh, Asuka is on a whole different scale altogether. Uh, but if I pinned uh, one person of all people that I'm, uh, that I'm a fan of as my favorite, I truly have to pick Sasha Banks. She is that good. Uh, let's face it, uh, Leiden and Trish were great, making Victoria were too, uh, but they've got nothing on the talent of Sasha and Becky and Bailey and Asuka and Emma and Paige. They are, they are that good. I've seen so many articles written about them, especially Sasha and Bailey, uh, that go more in depth to just how good they are than I ever could. Uh, Some have argued that Sasha Banks is the best wrestler in the world. I tend to agree. Uh, So when I heard that they were going to finally create a women's title and that the winner of the WrestleMania match would be the the first holder of the title, I was ecstatic. Uh, They were finally taking a step in the right direction. Uh, I was so proud of of what these women had accomplished. On a WrestleMania whose card was practically awful, this match was my safe haven. This was my WrestleMania match. This is the only match that felt like WrestleMania. So here we are. After all this, you'd think that WWE couldn't, couldn't possibly screw this up, right? Uh, well, you'd be wrong. With every good thing WWE does, they always actively screw it up, it seems. So I'm going to pause. It begins with having this huge WrestleMania match between the three of them, finally having a women's title and stop calling, uh, and stop calling them Divas, have, grand entrance, have having grand entrances and the best match on the show. How how do you screw that up? You ask. Well, you have Charlotte win again. Not only that, Rip, Rick helps her win. A man decided the women's match essentially. I thought WWE was trying to uh, help rid itself of sexism. This isn't sour grapes that someone I wanted to win lost. There are times when you can't have the heel win. Uh, you can't have something like this that's supposed to be a big a big deal on a big stage and have the heel win. Yeah, the match was great, but it's going to be uh, looked back upon as that match Sasha or Becky should have won, no matter how good it was. Then, after what sh- uh, what should have been Sasha continuing her feud with Charlotte, Sasha has to take time off and we're stuck with the terrible feud between Charlotte and Natalia. The matches were mediocre, Charlotte's mic work kept getting worse and worse, and in the end, Charlotte ended up with Dana Brooke as a cohort instead of her father. Which made it even worse. After Natalia and Becky failed to beat the two in a, t- in a tag match and Natalia turned on Becky for reasons, uh, Sasha finally returned. Uh, Sasha brought up, ba- uh, brought up Bailey to face the two at Battleground and got the win. Uh, then they had the brand split and they split the women's rosters in half. Uh, so. Uh, that's where things started to take a turn, or several. I told you that story to tell you this story. The next night on Raw was the first Raw after the brand split. On that night, they put Sasha and Charlotte against each other for the title. Okay, I thought, well, Dana's going to cost her the match, and then they'll face each other at SummerSlam, and Sasha will finally win. Then Dana got ejected. And I thought, is she really going to win this? And then she did, and I was ecstatic. Finally, the best had her belt. Finally! I was so happy. It was off to a great start, and then when they had their SummerSlam match, I knew they were going to try to outdo themselves, but that's when things start to get- things start to go awry. Charlotte picks up Sasha to go for a sidewalk slam up the top rope, but then she drops Sasha because she's not as strong as she thinks she is. Proof of this is how many times Sasha's uh, done a dive on Charlotte, and she can't catch her and, and Sasha almost dies. And then fans think Sasha botched when it was Charlotte. Then Sasha almost killed herself doing a Frankensteiner to counter a top rope powerbomb Charlotte really would have killed Sasha with. And then the unthinkable. Charlotte rolls the bank statement into a pin. And the ref counts three. The crowd goes dead. Was it a mistake? Surely it had to be, right? It didn't even seem like the proper time for the finish. Was Sasha hurt? Did they end it early? Either way, certainly Sasha was supposed to win, right? Certainly, she wasn't going to lose the belt on her first defense. So we leave Su- So we leave SummerSlam deflated. I was so deflated, I almost didn't even enjoy AJ vs. Cena as much as I should have because of it. Then we're told Sasha's hurt and needs surgery. But it's a small surgery and she'll be back in a few weeks. Well, I guess I get it. Like... I guess I can forgive you for doing this because you weren't sure Sasha might be more seriously injured. Fine. I mean, you should have kept the belt on Sasha, but I can forgive that. Uh, Bailey got called up, and then Sasha returned, and it leads to a triple threat match at Clash of Champions. Bailey takes a pin from Charlotte because apparently Charlotte is capable of pinning people with big boots now. I don't understand. Uh, two weeks later, Sasha gets another title match. In the main event of Raw, I'm thinking, okay, surely Dana's going to interfere in this and cause Sasha this time. Then they're going to have the first women's Hell in a Cell match at the next pay-per-view, and Sasha will win the title in her hometown. That's going to happen, right? Then Bayley takes Dana out backstage. So I'm thinking, is she going to do this? Is she going to win again? And then she did. The match wasn't as good as the first time she won, but she did win. And I was ecstatic again. She got the belt back that she should have never lost. And then they got the Hell in a Cell match. And everyone hated the storyline. Fair enough. It was all, we're making history, instead of, I hate you. Uh, I don't disagree with that. However, I'm still in the camp, that and will always be, uh, that they should have gotten a Cell match. Uh, You have women that the crowd can buy having a Cell match. Uh, They haven't had that before. Uh, the closest thing that could have made it uh, into a cell match was AJ vs. Page, but they screwed that feud up, too. Uh, please recall that the Bellas wanted a cell match, and then remember that uh, we got, uh, as the f- this was the first one, it was a far superior option. Uh, the storyline wasn't written well, well but... There is enough history to warrant a cell match, especially with the cell matches we get we get these days. Uh we get cell matches that just happen because there's a cell pay-per-view and hell sometimes and hell someone's gotta do it. Uh, Punk versus Ryback happened in it twice. Uh why? Uh because they had to, basically. Uh the only completely natural builds to get to hell with a cell matches in recent memory had been Ambrose vs. Rollins and Wesner vs. Taker. I understand they didn't have like a match, then a hardcore match, then something else, and then a cell match. But that kind of build doesn't really exist in WWE anymore, so you can't fault Sasha and Charlotte for that. Uh the, the make the making history thing you can't fault on them either. You can fault that on WWE, and that is where everything everything falls. Or or everything fails, excuse me. It's it's things like uh, this that makes it painfully apparent that WWE is doing this more to make themselves look good and not because they should be treating them equally to begin with. It's more like WWE is saying, "Look at how good we are and how much we support gender equality and all that when they should uh, and all that when they should be supporting gender equality without jacking themselves off and trying to make themselves look good like the good guys as they do it. I accept all genders as equal as any normal person does, but it's it's clear that uh, WWE just cares about public image. Also, when it comes down to it, you can preach that you push equality like you do all you want, but equality doesn't limit women to a women's division either. If you want to actually treat women as equals without doing it to make yourself look good, go watch Lucia Underground where women just win their world title organically. Uh, no one is- no one is surprised by it, and no one questions it- questions the company's true motives. It just happens. But as much as the problem exists, and the build left a lot to be desired, I was still strongly behind them having a Cell match. Uh, because at the end of the day, to me, it's about the talent. It's about Sasha and Charlotte. Fuck WWE. And does Sasha and Charlotte deserve to have a Cell match? Absolutely yes. Did they deserve to main event the pay-per-view? Absolutely yes. So putting all the bullshit aside in WWE, uh, that WWE provides, I was still uh, all for it, and I will stand by that no matter what. Everything aside, it was a huge deal for women to be in the cell and for them to main event. I don't think I could ever believe that women uh, would ever uh, main event WrestleMania because WWE is stupid. Well, that didn't. apparently not. Uh, but I'm glad that we've broken ground here. Uh, I do not believe this will happen often. Uh, thankfully it's happened more often, and I don't know if that was about the cell or if it's about, uh, main eventing, but thankfully they've main evented many more shows since then. Uh, but this was the time to do it. A title match, first women's cell match, Sasha's hometown, they're on the poster. If ever there was a time, that was it. So, like I said, huge deal. First women's cell match first women's pay-per-view main event in Sasha's hometown, WrestleMania-like entrances, certainly WWE couldn't fuck this one up, right? 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 (sighs) First, they have the stupid stretcher spot that dragged on for far too long, but once they got in the cell, it was pretty good. I was happy with it after that, match-wise. Then, Charlotte goes to throw Sasha through a table and fails... She tries again and fails. Uh, she hits natural selection, but it's at a disjointed part of the match that's clearly not the finish. So obviously Strauss is going to kick out, right? Right? The rough count into three. The rough count into three! The crowd dies. Again. In fact, kids in the crowd are Crying. How? How? How do you screw this up so terribly? This was easy! Sasha wins! Feud ends! It's Sasha's hometown! First women's cell match and pay-per-viewing event! I mentioned earlier about instances where the face has to win! Well, exhibit fucking A! I don't think I've ever used the term burial before myself. I've seen others use it. But I've never really said that. Someone buried someone. Well, Charlotte buried Sasha. What credibility does Sasha have after that? Like, how does she come back from that? She lost this match in front of her hometown in the main event in Hell in a Cell. She lost the title three weeks after she'd won it. Again! Why? Because Charlotte's got a stupid pay-per-view winning streak? Was Sasha supposed to keep the title from SummerSlam until Hell in a Cell and the surgery just screwed with it? Then why bother giving Sasha the belt back? Or change your plans? Have you ever heard of changing things when things go wrong? There's nothing good enough about Charlotte that w- warrants her having this title three times since it was created in April. So I'm depressed. Two things: two times Sasha won and two times she lost to Charlotte on her first offense and even worse, in the situation she'd been in in a Hell in a Cell. I was ready to move on, to be honest. I was ready for everyone I liked on Raw to be traded to SmackDown, where they'd be traded with respect and not subject to constant losses to WWE's pet projects. I was ready to move on to Charlotte vs. Bayley, the obvious next feud. I see people complain on Twitter about how Raw's women's division is just Sasha vs. Charlotte or Bayley. They want them to do something else. I understand, but what are they supposed to do? Emma... "Quote unquote," Lena still hasn't shown up, and who knows if that will, if that will turn out a, if that'll turn out well. Paige is hurt. Nia and Dana aren't that good. The rest are jobbers. I see people trying to push Alicia, Alicia Fox as an actual competitor, as if she's relevant or ever could be again. Uh, the first comment I saw in a YouTube video of Sasha's second title win on WWE's channel was hashtag justice for #HashtagJusticeForSummerRay. Uh, One, summer is hurt. Two, justice? For what? Existing in the company doesn't mean you get a title run. There are delusional people who tweet things like this that just because the person is their favorite means uh, that they've obviously been screwed out of title runs or something when they've done nothing to deserve it. So what are they supposed to do? Not have split the division to begin with? Somehow SmackDown has done more with their women's division with less. SmackDown has Becky, who's great, and Alexa and Carmella, who are alright. And somehow, they've made me not absolutely despise Nikki Bella. Uh, so when they decided that Sasha and Charlotte would have another rematch just because Sasha lost the belt and automatic rematch clauses and are things, I was just annoyed. I didn't care anymore. Firstly, Hell in a Cell matches are supposed to be FINAL! As much as I hate that Charlotte won the match, she did win the match. When you go through Hell in a Cell, that's a feud-ender. This rematch should not be taking place to begin with. And it especially shouldn't be a regular match if it did happen. So, on this Monday night, I could only think of two things, because it was in Charlotte's hometown. Regardless of which, I I had no reason to believe Sasha would win. Charlotte, of course, would overcome the it's your hometown, so you're going to lose deal that happens to literally everyone. And the end of the Survivor Series match with Charlotte beating up Bailey clearly means that feud was starting. Now Bailey uh, looks even weaker for not uh, getting comeuppance for that. So Naya would interfere and start a feud with Sasha, which Sasha would sadly lose, or Rick would cost Sasha the match because uh, it didn't make any sense. Uh, they also threw them out there to have a regular match Had an end in chaos Then made a false count anywhere match Between them as the main event Because reasons Why do you need to do the do the restart ju- To justify false count anywhere When they already had a cell match I, I don't need them to justify Them having a false count anywhere match When it's a lesser stip than a hell in a cell match But we know what happened Sasha won And I didn't care My first thought was, oh, well, she's just going to lose at the next pay-per-view. Spoiler alert, she did. Uh, I'm sure that was everyone else's first thought, because history has taught us this. When Sasha mentioned Rick earlier in the night, you knew he was going to show up, but then he only showed up after Sasha won. So now everyone's first thought is that Rick is going to cost Sasha the title at the pay-per-view in an an obvious swerve. I don't remember if that happened. I didn't even watch that hell, that Iron Woman match. I fast-forwarded through most of it because I knew it was going to happen. Uh, I've I've already seen news sites saying it. Uh, then again, they could just be news sites posting the obvious. So who knows if it's real? Uh, this also makes Sasha looking at Hell in a Cell even more stupid. The feud made me a Sasha. This feud made me a Sasha Banks fan in two thousand fourteen, and Sasha's matches with Becky and Bailey have made her quite possibly my favorite wrestler. And it's really sad that what should be a happy moment for me is met with indifference because I know better. Until Sasha wins the rematch at the pay-per-view, as far as I'm concerned, this title win has not actually happened. I refuse to get excited until Sasha wins another match because they've failed me twice. They better not fail me again. I fucking dare them. Spoiler alert, they failed me. And then she won another title and they failed me again that time too. the end.